This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on ping.tv. All right, folks, we are back. I am Dustin Gold. With the gold glasses on. All right, folks, we're reviewing this MIT article from February 2016. And I jumped you all over the place. We went into MIT and its CIA connection and then... Eric Schmidt and his connection back to MIT, his connection inside the government, and how all this is just one giant uh, pot of, of shit stew with all of these psychopathic weirdos just all churned together. But I want to, uh, let's see here, let's pull up this article for the audio listeners. And we'll just jump back one paragraph. I won't analyze. I just want to catch you back up to where we were. The thought of nanorobots inside the body fighting disease and connecting to computers may seem far-fetched, but so did at one time the World Wide Web, the mobile phone, the 3D printer, and the fully mapped human genome, all of which Kurzweil also foresaw. Yeah, what a genius. Human intuition about the future has always been linear, said Kurzweil, a 1970 MIT graduate and current director of engineering at Google, leading efforts to build artificial intelligence and natural language understanding. Okay, now here's where we get into the new stuff. This dates back to the days of hunting game on the savannah, when humans could literally only see what was in front of them. However, technological innovation has grown exponentially, since 1980 when u.s census data has tabulated uh, was tabulated by machine for the first time that's pretty boring to be honest with you as an example kurzweil pointed to the human genome project it began in 1990 seven years later it was only one percent complete critics thinking in a linear way said the project would take 700 years Kurzweil, thinking exponentially, said it was half-finished. 
Okay. I don't know if any of you guys know about exponential growth uh, and how that works, uh, but you can look that up. The project was declared complete in April 2003. So, um, as you can see there, right? So, they only had 1% done after seven years. Kurzweil said it's half done. Colleagues that think literally said it would take 700 years. And then it was done in April 2003. When the project began, mapping an individual genome cost nearly $1 billion. Today, it can be done for under $1,000. Now, why this is important is because Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, and uh, Yuval Noah Harari, his right-hand, right-hand, I don't want to say those words, his right-hand king philosopher, I uh, have to be careful. We're trying to keep the show sort of clean for some people. But uh, his king philosopher would say that once technology reaches exponential growth, humans will have to retrain themselves almost on a daily basis for a new career. Now, we know that's impossible, especially when there's government regulations on almost every single career in the United States. Just to mow a lawn, you've got to have licenses and all kinds of uh, trade association memberships and business licenses. It's insanity. So we know that you're not going to be able to retrain yourself and get into a profession every day. But that's what Yuval and Klaus brag about. And that's what he's talking about here, which is the exponential growth of technology. So once artificial intelligence could basically do everything that humans do, there is no need for humans anymore. Nanorobots soon. Again, this is from 2016. The emergence of nanorobots in the next 15 or so years will come about due to two related factors, Kurzweil said. Okay, in the next 15 years. So he's talking before, remember he was saying in the beginning his projections for 2030. First, though the fifth paradigm of computing, the integrated circuit, is due to end by 2020. The sixth paradigm, 3D molecular computing, is already under development. Second, the rapid growth of computing power has brought with it extreme amounts of data, both of which drive artificial intelligence systems. The brain's electrochemical signals are much slower than today's electronic systems. The brain makes up the difference with its 3D circuitry, Kurzweil said. Okay, do you hear that? So what he's saying is that the 3D molecular computing is already under development. Second, the rapid growth of computing power has brought with it extreme amounts of data, both of which drive artificial intelligence systems. See, the data drives the artificial intelligence. When the machines are learning, called machine learning, they're pulling from big data, which is this data stored on hard drives. And that is what actually trains the artificial intelligence. And then they program all of these different algorithms or formulas to do certain tasks or for it to think a certain way or for it to process data in, uh, uh, for, a certain, for a certain function. The brain's electrochemical signals are much slower than today's electronic systems. The brain makes up the difference with its 3D circuitry. Okay. As that gap closes, Kurzweil foresees the rise of uh, artificial intelligence-powered nanorobots. 
fighting disease in the bloodstream. Again, they are not going to be fighting disease in us. They are not building this so that you and I can live longer. Fighting These guys talk about overpopulation. Do you think they have any interest in putting a robot inside you to keep your body healthy so you can live longer when they're sitting around talking about how we damn dirty humans are overpopulating the earth and that we use too much gasoline, we use too many plastics. By the way, all the products that they create and gave to us, we didn't create them. I don't put water inside of a plastic bottle and put it on the store shelf. They do. But do you really think they're going to create a mini robot and put it in your bloodstream to keep you alive because they love you? Are you kidding? If you believe that these people love you, then you are a narcissist. If you wake up every morning and you believe that Dr. Fauci and Donald Trump and Joe Biden and all these different people love you and they wake up every morning to serve you and Bill Gates and Peter Thiel and Elon Musk and all these crazy psychopaths wake up every morning to develop technologies and and they use all their money. Warren Buffett donates all of his money and they donate all their money to like develop robots to like put into my bloodstream so that so they could save me because they love me. If you really believe that these people wake up every day to think about how to help you and make you live longer, you are a narcissist. You're crazy. These people do not serve you. Disease in the bloodstream and connecting to an external neocortex that he said can more than triple the number of neocortal modules to which an individual brain has access. Let me repeat that. As the gap closes, Kurzweil foresees the rise of artificial intelligence-powered nanorobots fighting disease in the bloodstream, and connecting to an external neocortex that he said can more than triple the number of neocortal modules to which an individual brain has access. It will have an even more dramatic effect on human evolution than the elongation of our foreheads and the expansion of our neocortex about 2 million years ago, Kurzweil said. He is talking about hooking you up to an AI hive mind. He already admits in the article that they've been collecting all this data to power the AI hive mind. I have said on multiple podcasts over the years exactly this, that the data they've been collecting on us, and I'm talking about every bit of data, every text you send, every phone call you have, every Facebook message, every Facebook post, every Facebook DM, every Twitter private chat, everything you search, everything you say, You're laughing, you're talking in real life. That's all being collected through your smartphone. It's all being collected through the Amazon rings and the Google home alarm systems that are on probably 80% of houses right now. Everything is watched, everything's scanned, everything's collected. And that's not because they want to track you. They don't give a shit about you. They don't care where you are or if you're eating a donut, really. It's data. The more data they collect on our feelings, our thoughts, how we process information, how we react to things, goes into the data. And they are building a giant AI hive mind, an artificial intelligence mainframe, a hive mind. I have articles on this. That's what they're building. And now Kurzweil in 2016 is talking about putting nanorobots inside your body to connect you to the AI hive mind, meaning you will no longer think for yourself. You will get 
all of your information. You'll get all of your directions and your tasks from the hive mind. This is a zombie apocalypse movie. That's what these guys are living in. Do you see this? Do you seriously see this? Because this is what we're facing. True, crazy, psychopathic nutcases. And right now, before my head explodes, I'm going to call Elon Musk and order that brain chip. And when I get back, we're going to finish up this article and move on with our day. I'm Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, folks, we are back on the break. And what we were just talking about, uh, Kurzweil was saying that he is going to put artificial intelligence-powered nanorobots to fight disease in your bloodstream and connect you to an external neocortex. Kurzweil continues, quote, we're going to do it again. And he's referring to the uh, dramatic effect on human evolution that the elongation of our foreheads and the expansion of our neocortex had about 2 million years ago. He says, we're going to do it again once we can expand our neocortex into the cloud. It won't be limited by an enclosure, the skull, Kurzweil said. How can you not listen to the words or read the words, if you're on the video podcast on pain.tv, of someone like Ray Kurzweil, affiliated with MIT, affiliated with our own government, with Defense Department, government contracts, just a revolving door of the quote-unquote public-private sector. Affiliated with Eric Schmidt, who was the head of artificial intelligence research for the United States government, also head of Google. Another interesting fact was that Eric Schmidt was, let me just see if I can find this, because it actually is somewhat important. Let's pull it up here. Okay, so Eric Schmidt was the... Chief Executive Officer and Chairman of Google from 2001 to 2011. But at the same time, from 2006 to 2009, he served on the Board of Directors of Apple. Tell me how there was no conflict of interest there. When you think of Google and Apple as competitors, especially with especially with the iPhone and the Android phone, they are competitors. I never researched that. I just happened to see it when I was doing a background on Schmidt for this piece, and I said, how could you serve as the CEO uh, or the exec, yeah, the CEO and chairman of uh, Google while at the same time you're on the board of directors of Apple? You know, it goes to show you that it's all connected. And that's the point I'm trying to make. Let's finish this article and uh, I'll close it out with my thoughts. 
While some critics suggest that the rise of artificial intelligence will lead to a dystopian world, I'd be one of those critics. <laughs> I hope you are. Kurzweil said, The ongoing development of ethical rules for bioengineering will ensure that the perils of artificial intelligence depicted in science fiction can remain in check. Remember yesterday in episode one, we talked about the tenets of the fourth industrial revolution and the four questions that General Electric was asking. One of them had to do with governing, uh, artificial intelligence governing the fourth industrial revolution. And they said they're building the technology and then they're going to be the ones to govern it in order, govern it in order to protect us, which we laughed about. Because you're going to build something, then say it's dangerous, and that you have to govern it. So you're going to govern the very thing that you created that's dangerous. If it's dangerous, why aren't you locked in a mental institution and or a prison, and I can govern it? Until we take it to its logical end, which is to close it down and get rid of it. Kurzweil said the ongoing development of ethical rules for bioengineering will ensure that the perils of artificial intelligence depicted in science fiction can remain in check. Now, and, and he ends, let me just end it and then I'll, I'm going to point this out. Just, it's so crazy, right? Quote, I come out optimistic that we can pull through, Kurzweil said. Well, listen here. Kurzweil said the ongoing development of ethical rules for bioengineering will ensure that the perils of artificial intelligence depicted in science fiction can remain in check. Well, when we go back to the beginning and Kurzweil is talking about how they're going to put nanorobots inside your body to fight disease and to connect you to an AI hive mind neocortex is that not the very science fiction dystopia that he's referring to? I mean, how much more science fiction, how much more dystopian can you get than the government, than these technocrats, these Silicon Valley government frontmen? These scientists and doctors who want to rule over us, that is the actual definition of the technocracy, a government ruled by the scientists who deem themselves the purveyors of everything. When they want to inject nanorobots into your bloodstream and connect your brain to an artificial intelligence cloud and control you through an artificial intelligence-driven neocortex, is that not the very definition of science fiction? No, it's the definition today of reality. You see, this is all reality now. That's the point that I'm trying to make to you. It's not science fiction. These are not threats from our overlords. They are literally talking about what they're building. And this was in 2016 when Kurzweil predicted what was coming by 2030. Between 2016 and 2030, we just had about 70, maybe 80% of the world's population injected with needles that certain podcast hosts who even pretend to be the truth sayers 
just like to put you into an Overton window and talk about how, well, they were experimental. Oh, somebody's going to have to pay a price. Oh, they shouldn't have mandated it. Oh, some people might be getting cancer. Some people might be dying. But in reality, what did they actually inject you with? Because everything I read, and I read the words of the people that I consider to be my enemy, the words that I read, the things that they write, the speeches that they give, they seem to have been heavily focused on genetic modification, on putting nanorobots, nanoparticles, graphene oxide into our bloodstreams, and to control us through an artificial intelligence hive mind. And their ultimate goal, at least in this chapter, because everything goes further than we can predict right now, but their ultimate goal is that they want to put you in a 400-square-foot cube freight container called a pod, sit you in a chair, strap a VR, virtual reality, or AR, augmented reality headset on your head, and plug you into the metaverse, well, you, you will literally go into a 3D immersive world and you will live inside there for multiple reasons. One, that's where you'll go to quote-unquote work. Two, your life is going to be so miserable on the outside of this metaverse, living in this cube, that you're going to want to go into the metaverse. So in the real world, you'll only be able to afford this little pod. You won't leave the pod. Okay, you won't have a car. This is why they're prepping us with the high gas prices and everything else. Now, you will live in the pod. You'll be told there's disease everywhere outside the pod. And they will deliver your groceries and everything to the pod door through all of these gig service companies, which are going to be replaced by autonomous vehicles and drones soon. And your Klaus Schwab even talks about this in his books. You're going to have basically a 3D printer where you're going to print everything as you need it. Like if you need a cup, you print it. Then you melt the cup back down and you can reprint it as a fork. You're going to be printing your food, they say. So you say, well, if human's existence is going to be so horrible, then why would they even let us live? Aha. Aha. We're going to get into that soon. Because... For any of you who haven't seen The Matrix, the first Matrix, you need to watch it. You need to watch it because, frankly, it is the closest thing, as far as a Hollywood creation goes, to what this world that these psychopaths have in store for us. They literally have technology that they're working on now to turn our bodies into batteries. Bill Gates has a patent on a technology that... As you're active and you're doing things with your mind, you're unlocking cryptocurrencies that it sends you. So basically, it gets you to do things in exchange for food coupons. Or in, I don't know, in that case, you're not going to buy food inside the metaverse, so I don't know what you're going to buy. But there's another company that has a, a, a band that goes on, and it sucks the energy out of your body, and then they market it that it's going to power your phone and everything else, your Bluetooth headset. In the Matrix... Morpheus explains to Neo, as he's giving Neo the red pill, that the Matrix is a control system designed to turn humans into batteries. Well, look where Neo wakes up. He's basically inside of a pod. Well, this is what the world... I mean, when I'm talking about this, I'm not telling you what I think is going to happen. 
there are guys involved with World Economic Forum and these technologists that actually talk about this. I mean, they actually talk about this. And this is the world that they have planned. And again, it's why we have to figure out how we are going to live one foot in and one foot out of it. Am I ever going to get jabbed up and get nanobots in my body and connect myself up to some AI high mind? No, because once you do that, there is no coming back out. You're basically both feet in. One foot on, one foot in, one foot out means that you may have to get into the internet on the phone, go jump on a gig app or whatever to make some cash so that you can have money to buy things that you're going to need to bring back to your home, to your homestead that you can't grow or produce or manufacture. I don't think you're going to be able to go to John Deere if you need a tractor and bring them a sack of red potatoes. I just don't think that's going to happen. But that's why we need to understand this technology that they have, this technology they've been developing, this technology that they brag about, because it allows us to see what's going to happen in the future. Unlike this fake bullshit, Ray Kurzweil and Yuval Noah Harari, these fake prophets, these fake king philosophers who are only telling you what they're going to do and then claiming they are the prophets that predicted it when they are actually the ones engineering, architecting, and building it. We actually need to be futurists. We need to be able to predict the future. We have to read their plans, listen to their words, and try to figure out what they're doing so that we can get a step ahead of them or at least keep up in pace so that we know if we go build our homestead or we want to have a backup vehicle, these kind of things, that they are going to be useful and they're going to be able to help us get around and navigate the system that's coming. You see, that's why we need to know about this. We're not talking about this stuff because it's end of the world. I'm talking about it because I want you to know who the players are, how long they've been talking about this, what technologies they're already talking about, what they were talking about back in 2016 that may very well be in practice today so that when we make the next step and, and you've got limited cash and you're going to invest to buy land or you're going to buy a vehicle or you're going to invest in vegetables or seeds or whatever, you can make the right choices, get the right things. And hopefully we're not going to be able to navigate all of it, but we should be able to navigate a lot of it, at least for uh, the foreseeable future. You know, some people are very black billed and they get to the point where they end up hitting a depression because they see that we can't undo this through politics. That's me. I'm, I'm post-political. There's no Donald Trump or uh, Greg Abbott or Ron DeSantis that's going to save me. I don't trust any of these people. I have no need for them. Even if they were good people, they don't have any power. If they did have power and they were really going to do the right thing, the powers that be would just get rid of them. They'd whack them or they'd arrest them with blackmail. They'd make something up, use a deep fake video, whatever. So I don't count on that. I don't think you should waste your energy on that either. So I live in this post-political world, but I'm not black-pilled because I do believe there's a solution. I'm trying to fully understand what's going on so that I can develop better solutions. The other thing is, can you jump in this metaverse? You might not trust the stock market, but can you skim some profits off the top? Can you do this to get money for yourself so you can buy the tools and the equipment you're going to need to use on your homestead in the real world? And that's a lot of what we're going to explore. 
So you got to stop being black-pilled, but you also got to stop looking. There's a lot of blue-pilled people that just, I see people reverting back, like, well, they got rid of the masks, and uh, maybe everything will be okay. You can't be that either, because as you can see, these technologies are way beyond some stupid mask, okay? This was, this was not, COVID land was not about winning an election. These technocrats, these oligarchs, are bigger and better than mass and stupid COVID land. They are super powerful. So you need to focus on starting to prepare. And you have to look at this stuff. You've got to understand this Frankenstein technology that these guys are building. You know, and you can't get, you just can't retreat and get lazy about it say, well, maybe it's not going to be so bad. You can't look at the world through rose-colored glasses. You need to look at the world through gold-colored glasses. And so with that, I wish you all a wonderful day. And I think today, try to go out there and do something positive. Go buy uh, an herb and plant it in your garden. Go uh, buy a vegetable plant. And uh, bring it inside. Watch a video on how to, you know, grow vegetables over the fall and the winter inside. I'm working on that right now. Do some positive things. As I know, Maria Albanese has been working on a lot of gardening and canning. And Mike, uh, at the Thomas Paine Podcast, he's working on some things as well. That's what you need to do in your free time. Don't get bogged down with this political shit. Don't worry about Trump or Biden. None of that has an effect on your life whatsoever don't waste time with things that you do not have control over because you will just drive yourself crazy right now focus on the things you can't control like me who's about to go to the bathroom and call up elon musk because he never called me back about getting a brain chip ladies and gentlemen i'm dustin gold and this is the dust and gold standard. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the dust and gold standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.